Hello and welcome. This is the Medicinal Mass Podcast. I'm your host, Valentin Strand. I know it's been a couple months, <laughs> but um, we're back in it, so uh, going to have a couple episodes coming out. In this episode, uh, my guest is Chester, and he's got some interesting stories to tell us. Um, go ahead and stop over at the network at medicinalmass.com. We have uh, a couple other shows. We've got Family Against Humanity, Masters of Failure is our newest one with Ali Sultan, and The Adventures of Todd and Shannon. Um, so go ahead. We have hours and hours of content. And stay tuned at the end of it for a special little snippet. Um, we're going to go ahead and get right into this, guys. Enjoy. Well, you would be... operation of the machine becomes so odious, makes you so sick at heart that you can't take part. You can't even passively take part. And you've got to put your bodies upon the gears and upon the wheels, upon the levers, upon all the apparatus, and you've got to make it stop. And you've got to indicate to the people who run it, to the people who own it, that unless you're free, the machine will be prevented from working at all. Nothing stopping you. <laughs> nah, it's just that it doesn't suit straight no more. <laughs> Getting old, man. It bends to the right. So what was the first drug you can remember using? First non-prescribed drug using? Or like... Uh, just any drug. Any drug. Anything that's not like <clears throat> food or water. It definitely have to be uh, Tylenol. Yeah. How old you remember taking Tylenol? I remember taking Tylenol when I was about uh, eight years old for general pain or just when I would get myself injured mm-hmm. or, you know, headaches, migraines. But the first time using an illicit drug, such as uh, what we're about to partake in right now, yeah, it was, uh, let's say, the summer before my junior year sitting around the table at home smoking smoking dope with my brother just watching his friends bs and fuck around saying ah oh, no i won't do that you know i'm just gonna watch these fools do it but yeah they're all smoking one and it's like oh just it's just like sucking through a straw you know mm-hmm. seeing how much uh how much fun they're having smoking a little bit of one you know just getting a little high smoking stuff through a straw pretty much just a little bit of green <laughs> herb Right. Sucking it through the straw. And so I smoked and smoked it, like sucking through a straw. Mm-hmm. Coughed my fucking lungs out. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember shortly after that, someone just kind of bullshitting with me and then wanting to fight. So I kind of got a little aggressive as well. <laughs> <laughs> On pot? On pot. Because <laughs> they knew it was my first time. So like okay. they were just trying to fuck with me. And so like I stood up and like fucking shoulder to shoulder to this guy fucking two years older than me mm-hmm. and uh, we didn't end up fighting but it was just it was a fucking a laugh of a time because we ended up just standing there basically just not shouting but just like squaring up with each other posturing posturing yeah showing aggression or or egos mm-hmm. basically and after that I remember someone pulling up outside in a minivan and then I saw a cat 
So I ran to the neighbor's yard <laughs> and it was my cat. We had just got a few months ago. So mm-hmm. I ran her, chased it around a fucking tree. Well, my brother's friends are fucking in the, in the driveway across the street, laughing their asses off. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, fucking grab the cat. I'm like, yeah, I grab the cat. It's like, that's great. No one was, <laughs> no one wanted the cat, but you, but that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> you got high your first time then? Your first time smoking? I did. Yeah, I I didn't get high my first time, but it's probably because my first time was smoking swag, so I don't think anyone's really getting high. No, not off swag. Some of that fucking ditch weed. No. Picking off on the side of the road. Yes. <laughs> it's, just, it's so hard to find nowadays. <laughs> you say sh- shitty I, weed. I can't find brick weed to save my life. Like, I... I guess I'm not really looking that hard either, but oh, I could say definitely I got I definitely inhaled the first time, and it was uh, maybe every two weeks or so on the weekends, and then it happened to be like uh, 4:20 at school, and we got got to school maybe 40 minutes early. My brother drops me off in the front, like, okay, see you later, have mm-hmm. a good day. This is before like first class, first period starts, so I'm like. I don't know how to be high in front of people. <laughs> oh, he got you high uh, and dropped you yeah, off? Yeah, got me fucking nice. baked. Smoking a bowl. Big old fat 420 bowl. Dropped me off at school and I go, yep, see you in 40 minutes. I'm like, where the fuck are you going Jeez. to smoke more? I'm like, well, fucking can I come with you? Because I don't know how to be high in front of people. <laughs> so he goes, no, I'll see you later. Bye. <laughs> so he drives off with his friends and I'm fucking there. Walking around, fucking waiting, it's like mm-hmm. nobody there but teachers and shit. So I sit down in the lunchroom, the group at table. I see two friends sitting there, so I sit down. I kind of sit down and fucking get all wide eyed, and they look at me like you're fucking baked. I'm like, no, I'm just fucking tired, man. Fucking never be here this early again. <laughs> so more and more people come up, and like I get fucking paranoid. There's people standing behind me. There's mm-hmm. like you know all that shit, but. So I, I walk around a few times, come back, walk around. Mm. <laughs> I was probably baked for the first maybe two, three periods that day. Uh, <laughs> uh, Geography, uh, history, and uh, math class. Nice. Remember? Per- perfect classes to be stoned at. Yeah, I was I was never high during school. I, actually, I was high three or maybe four times during school, and it was never a fun experience for me because I was always like – so high that I was like, this is almost too much to handle. And I'm at school, which sucks even more. So it's like, you can't just fall asleep and like, <laughs> right, you know, ride out the high. You've got to, like, oh God, it's yeah, the worst. Pull the reins and just kind of go with it. You didn't try and sleep in class, but you still like, oh fuck, I would, I would get so goddamn high. Remember that, that same day going to our first class, I sat in the way back. We watched a movie that day, which is good, but... Uh, so what happened was um, he forgot how to use a computer, so I, he was using it the way he could. And then I was in the back, and he started talking real just long and drawn out. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, oh, God, I wanted this movie to start. So I was <laughs> kind of making eye t- contact with him, kind of making just a, a bored-looking gesture, putting my hand on my mm-hmm. on my cheek, and then kind of looking up at him, looking at the computer. And then as soon as the computer had a pop-up, I'm like, computer's fucking ready. There's a pop-up. I like, just fucking shouted it. <laughs> and he goes, oh, thanks. Now you can get that movie started. I'm like, thank you. <laughs> so <laughs> nice. that, that, and then it happened to be like third period, fucking dropped a folder. And I just laughed my ass off for like a good 20 seconds. 
<laughs> so I got a couple of looks. No. But nothing major. Cause I was just like quiet giggling and just like squinty eyed laughing and shit. Nothing too loud, but yeah, yeah. No, I couldn't. After a while, it was hard to be be normal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Eating always helps, even that out. Oh god! Yeah. First time or high, though, like I would laugh for hours, like I'll, like actual laugh for like maybe twenty minutes straight. Like, oh, I just freeze up the soul. Laughing is so good for just your your diaphragm. <laughs> yeah, like laughing to the point where like your your diaphragm actually hurts because you. Just can't stop laughing so hard. Okay. That laughter has got to be something that's almost confusing for me because when I'm in pain, I, I often laugh. Mm-hmm. Even as a kid going to the doctor and getting shots, I remember, and my brother, he also remembers being like total opposite of me. I'd be able to take shots and just laugh my ass off for, for whatever reason. My brother would go in and he'd, you know, be scared of the nurse. And the person administering the the shot, and then right. like hide behind the desk or whatever. But nurses were looking at me like, "Is this guy? Is this guy fucked up? Or like, why is why is this kid laughing?" And, right. And even to this day, like sometimes if I f- like hurt myself, like hands or fucking just an experience, I just I just laugh. Yeah. When I noticed, well, yeah, I would laugh too. Like if I was like skateboarding, and like I got hurt really bad. Yeah. yeah. To, or like. You get hit in the solar plexus. It's almost like you get winded. It's like I would have to start laughing or it's like, yeah. Not all the time, though. And not for like, does it happen for emotional stuff, too, or is it just pain? I try to find the humor in everything, even if it's not humorous. Um, uh, Humor is definitely an escape uh, for me. I mean, even, even in different situations through pain or through sadness. Yeah, it's got to be. You got to use it. That's what uh, that's what it's there for. Like it is, it's an escape mechanism, really, or a wall you put up. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I can laugh at regular laugh things. You know, things you laugh at, but I mean, that barrier to jump over creates more of an emotional connection because then I can kind of come back from it, from the laughter and from the the humor in it, in it whether it is there or not. Mm-hmm. Kind of makes me reflect a little bit more to it or on it. Okay, so what other um, drugs besides Tylenol and marijuana have you used? Prescription, well, uh, like uh, abused, I should say. When I say used, like everyone's like illicit. used stuff, but used, like yeah, used used to to expand your your yourself, I guess, in whatever fashion you know. Like I used cigarettes for a long time. Um, and pot, and psychedelics. Right, there are some psychedelics in there. Mm-hmm. Now, college days, it's when I took shrooms for the first time. What was your dosage? Uh, I think it was uh, eighth, like half eighth at one point in time, one, at one time during the day. Mm-hmm. And then about 45 minutes later, I took the other half eighth. Nice. Small, mostly stems, and then it was uh, stems and caps. Mm-hmm. And I did it 45 minutes, and then my f- my friends got some shrooms as well. So I'm just like, yo, I'm tripping. I'm about to start tripping on shrooms. They're like, mm-hmm. all right, let's fucking do this. And then that <laughs> time we did it, uh, cleaned out a grinder real good, isopropyl alcohol, let that dry out, and then ground them up in a grinder. 
and then put that on a plate. And then what we did was we filled a water full of glass or glass full of water, mm. a water full of glass, <laughs> hardcore motherfuckers we were, um, and then put lemongrass oil in the water and mix the shrooms in mm-hmm. the dosage of the shrooms. And that was probably the easiest way to consume it because the taste of those mushrooms and the smell of those mushrooms are horrible. Yeah, they're always bad. And so, I don't know, it probably took maybe about 40 minutes. I was feeling it by the second dosage. But to expand my horizons, we, we sat there listening to music, a whole bunch of, it was rap. Not sure. It was uh, like Kid Cudi, a whole mm-hmm. bunch of Kid Cudi and uh, J. Cole, whole bunch of other stuff I don't remember. Chance the Rapper, that's one that came to me, but just classics mm-hmm. stuff. And we fucking just sat there and watched the walls vibrate and just everything kind of turned to shutters almost. Looked through everything through shutters that are shaking. Mm-hmm. And fuck, I mean, four hours in, smoking pot after that, I was just sitting in the back seat, back seat of a car. And then I look up and I'm just kind of looking around, looking at all the shadows around. It's mm-hmm. getting dark now. Mm-hmm. We're in a parking lot, trees and whatnot. So I'm just looking up, I'm just like trees, man. So it was definitely a, a clench moment for for drugs. <laughs> Go drugs. Do you have a positive trip then? It was a good one? That was a good trip. Yeah. Because I didn't have to stress about it, nothing. It was all planned out. Didn't didn't end up eating any food until after we smoked. This was like six hours after we took You were tripping? Shrimps. Oh, in case you were coming down then. It was coming down, yeah. With yeah. the smoking pot, getting the munchies a little bit. So... Got a small meal there. I think like chips and mm-hmm. like a water, soda, pop, water, Diet Coke, Diet Pepsi. Yeah, mushrooms are definitely, definitely fun. Oh, but by far the uh, best drug I've done is uh, DMT. Yeah. Have you ever done any LSD or has it just been mushrooms? I just, uh, on the psychedelic spectrum, it's just been mushrooms. Okay. And DMT. And, and DMT, of course. Okay. So what was your DMT experience like? And how many times have you done it? I've been on three different occasions in the last month. And the first time, it was like riding a wave, hearing a that buzzing noise after you pop your ears or hear something that you don't hear, and it just rings. But you kind of get encapsulated by it. And it just kind of takes you away. Mm-hmm. You can shut your eyes and have everything. Your brain just takes over, kicks it into fourth gear, Fifth, and it just takes you. But coming in and back out of those realities, either opening your eyes or shutting your eyes, you're able to th- to think and just kind of be in both at the same time. Mm-hmm. But I remember the first time I did it, it hurt in the lungs. So maybe that's why the I, I was laughing short thereafter, just for... Well, you were there for a good 30 seconds, 40 <laughs> seconds into my trip. Yeah. Just hardcore gut la- gut laughter. And it was it was so freeing because it was just pure bliss. Mm-hmm. Just thinking and seeing all the colors and opening my eyes back and forth, whispering and even verbalizing a little louder. You can change it. That was probably the one thing that I remember from my my first trip was you can change it. Yeah. And just laughter, hardcore gun, just quenching laughter. And a second time around, I got very verbal. 
maybe it's because I was just uh, asked a question mm-hmm. what do you, what, shortly after. What can open your eyes? What do you see? Open your eyes. What do you see? Wow. And then a couple words in, just uh, again, laughter. So I wasn't able to quite answer the question then and there, but after blinking a few times, I do remember uh, a, a happy clown. It was a, a lot of shapes and a lot of, it's always like he's holding a bouquet of just colors, not flowers, but just colors. And it was just kind of spinning around. And then I started going through a hallway full of fucking stars and move, sh- very fast moving things. Okay. And it was something that was also almost felt like the first carrier wave mm-hmm. and the buzzing and the vibrating, but I wasn't quite that aware of it. I was more into one spectrum than the other. Mm-hmm. So it was it was almost like I was not even there. I my body was cut loose. What okay, so what did your body feel like as as you're smoking it? Other than other than your perception of reality, what did your body feel like as you started inhaling the DMT to the point where you were done smoking it and now you're tripping? What was your body feeling? Just kind of wanted to go limp. Just yeah. kind of want to fall to the floor. Not necessarily if I wasn't standing up, but it kind of wanted to just ease back, mm-hmm. kind of be still and let the mind take over and just kind of let, instead of your your brain trying to put focus on moving your hands or having all that feeling, getting ready to, you know, fight or flight instincts mm-hmm. to just kind of fall back and cut loose and you're, then you go on hyperdrive, get on the bus, you go. Mm-hmm. So... So um, you're flying down the hallway with stars. What else happened? And then I got somewhere. It was a stage. There was a guy. He was he was clapping his hand or clapping his fingers. So Clap. he was just clapping his fingers and just dancing. He's not <laughs> snapping his fingers. He was clapping them. Yes. There's a distinction. <laughs> There's a very clear distinction. This man was. He went to like art school for clapping his fingers. He just change from one person to the other and just from instruments to instruments. And then a bird came and it rested on my shoulder. It was a bird with, uh, Oh shit. <laughs> I'll help you out here. Yeah. Man, it was hey. a double headed Android robot that had whisks for legs, which we then determined it was whisks for heads, but it sits just above your shoulder, sometimes over it like a parakeet. That's correct. For that, there was a ball of light thing you missed. Oh, yes. Okay. The ball of light. You said you were encapsulated. Mm-hmm. I think it was by the stars. Well, I felt like I was trying to dream. My body was trying to tell me I was dreaming because I was I was crawling, basically, but like close to the floor and then coming, going shoulder first through like a smaller door, maybe shoulder height. I had a duck and then going through this small door. It felt like I was just sitting down, totally, just like cross-legged, like monk-like almost, going up and over, and then in a bubble, just kind of bubbling, floating, bubbling, floating, kind of floating in the water or whatnot. And so what happened was, after that, kind of just coming up and seeing, I think it was like Brooklyn or something, I've never been to Brooklyn, <laughs> but right. for whatever reason I was there. And then the bubble per, uh, burst, and I wasn't a person or nothing. I was just like a void 
a small sliver through the nothingness, basically. But kind of feeling like that's every time I daydream. That image is almost exactly right, except for his hands were on his his knees. Mm-hmm. What we're looking at here is this is a out. this is a um, picture from Alex Gray. He does uh, renditions of what he sees when he's in the DMT realm, right? Yeah, and he does he does a lot of the cover work for uh, Tool, but like, so anyways, you you felt like you were a monk coming up, breaking the surface as if you, the bu- bubbles that come up after you breathe underwater mm-hmm. and it bursts and then after it bursts that water is or that air inside the bubble is everywhere and then it felt like i was thinking about death life and death at that point birth and death even you can make that distinction through the small door and the being you know floating up upwards mm-hmm. but I thought about death and how after you die you turn to energy and your body becomes what uh, what is around you, basically. Whether it, you're being buried or just decomposing in the ground, mm-hmm. ashes turning to heat, releasing into the atmosphere, heating the atmosphere. And so I felt like if there, if you did have a soul, if that's what happened to you, was you come in, just thrown around into the big consciousness of the of the universe as a void, as something that's there or not there, whether or not you're floating either behind someone's shoulder with double-headed whisks for heads or you're, (laughs) you know, something like a unicorn or something in someone's mind Mm -hmm. as their imagination. So that was, that was the second trip and that was probably the most, um, stimulating Mm -hmm. for me, for a DMT. And then the third time I did it, I couldn't fucking move. <laughs> I was done. I think the third time might have been um, probably the the bigger, the biggest dose. You- and once again, there was laughter, but there was also outside laughter too. It's more of a distinction. There was more stimulus outside. Because the second and the third time I, I listened to music, but the third time there was more more talking from the outside. Because there's people, but besides the fact, I felt like there was more, more I could change, and it changed rapidly, okay, fairly quickly. So it was like all over the place. It's very, very broad spectrums. Chandeliers, circular chandeliers with wings or fins, I should say, not wings, but fins that changed and morphed, and I don't know. It was uh. It was intense. There was some, there's some fear, but not, not laughter fear, but like just the, the way the shapes moved, mm-hmm. the way I made a move, but was able to get myself out of that, that mindset and take myself to the point where it was, it was relaxing. It was border, borderline breakthrough. Yeah. You, you went for at least, um, six or seven minutes, like completely down. Um, at one point your eyes were open and what, what was, what were you actually able to visually see? Cause I, when you're on the DMT, like your eyes open and close, it's like two different fucking worlds. 
Right. But you're you're still like there in both of them. It's so anyways, what what were you able to see in this third experience with your eyes open? Well, I took a look. I was able to sit up actually a couple minutes in. You even took a drink of water too. And I took a drink of water, which probably helped with the uh, being able to change it. Definitely because the way you smoke it and it wasn't as clean as you know, my lungs would like it. <laughs> right. But able to take a drink of water and just kind of look up and see uh, someone wearing a plaid shirt and then their face in the shadow looked like that plaid shirt. And then I could close my eyes and then as you were handing me the glass of water, able to just see your skeleton and then open my eyes and like know where the water is. Mm-hmm. So maybe my eyes were just barely open and just closing because of wanting to get back into that other state of mind. But being able to come back and forth between the two and be both in both of them at the same time. Right. It's a lot. It's, it's very comparable to dreaming, like, like almost waking from a dream where it's like, you're, you're like, you're half aware as you're coming to not fully, uh, what's that type of dream where you can change shit. Son of a bitch. Lucid dreaming. Son of a bitch. <laughs> lucid dreaming. Yep. It's not quite lucid dreaming. It's it's more like you're coming from a dream because it's almost like it fades too. You know? Whereas lucid dreaming, I remember every moment of my lucid dreams because I'm completely aware and conscious. But the while you're on DMT, it's still you're like so close to dreaming. Lucid, it's fluid, it's, yeah, it's all those things. So anyways, yeah, your your trip lasted a long time. Was it skeletal like that, or was it white skeletal? It's like that. You know what that image is called? What's that? Cosmic Christ. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, this is this is what I saw, but imagine that moving and rotating inwardly on itself. Inward, like, like, folding on both sides? So, like, this is, like, moving outward. Like, it's constantly, like, in a donut pattern, but the donut's, like, rotating. So the, the skulls would have been rotating, and there would have been a skull behind it, and a skull behind that, and a skull behind that. And, like, there would have been faces here. Like, imagine, like, a almost kaleidoscope-like. Yeah. Uh, it was like that, but also, like, imagine, like, a sheet of, like, uh, gift paper being pulled off at an angle off of the table. And I existed right here watching it all happen. I was just, oh, uh, <laughs> and then motherfucker. And I just started laughing so hard because it just snapped me back to just here. And I'm like, oh, my God, I couldn't like it was the funny. Like it was um, it was oh, it was so it was so fucking funny. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. So were you able to feel feel it after you snap back were you able to get back to that point um, of seeing no. shifting kaleidoscope no colors no, i was completely back to reality you no. couldn't close your eyes and then we're back no for even a second maybe because that's but not like not like anything like it not was. full frontal because like. it came on like a dream and i was all of a sudden in it and i was like just watching it happen. And it was like, have you ever done like a space monkey? Like that's what it was like. Huh? It's like coming out of the space monkey. It's like, you have like a million dreams in less than a second. 
And it's like they they fade so yeah. so fast, but it's like I remember all of it right up to that fucking. Oh man, it's so. It was a good one. That was definitely a breakthrough right there. Like I didn't I didn't have any aliens or anything. Did you I see would, a smiling clown. No, I didn't see any smiling clowns. No. I've never seen any entities on the stuff. Mm-hmm. It's always I've I've in, in the matter of entities. I mean, I've seen like things that were representations of a, another consciousness that was speaking to me. I've seen that, but it wasn't any sh- uh, beings that had shape. Everything has been uh, like a geometrical type of rotating gear or some sort, you know. Um, so you said they were, they spoke to you? Yeah, like... Um, read the representations? Yeah, because it, it was like all of a sudden like I hit it and I wasn't expecting it to happen. I was just doing a very small dose. I was expecting to feel, you know, the buzzing or in my body because you start to feel like you're vibrating. And all of a sudden it hit me and I started buzzing and then I started feeling lighter and I, and then I started hearing this wee wah wah wee wah wah wee wah wah wee wah wah wee wah and it starts getting louder and more intricate and layered and it was like the, it was a, a carrier wave and it felt like I was like just tuning into it as the DMT started amping up in my, you know, my brain and then yeah, it was like, I was like, holy fuck, I'm breaking through and I closed my eyes And it was black, and then all of a sudden, like, this uh, deep purple started getting painted across it by an invisible roller that was just painting purple. And then it was splotches of different colors of greens and browns and blacks, and they would hit it and drip down. But they were the consciousness that was talking to me, and it was a whole bunch of voices all at once telling me, like, I don't know, like, it was things like that I've been there before, essentially, and that, you know, you're silly. You're such a silly person. You've been here before. It's like the closest yeah. representation I can get away from it. Um, it's like, this is all you can do? Like, this is all you think you can do right now? Right, or, yeah. Like, throw colors on a, on a screen? You're being silly. <laughs> no, yeah. and Like, we can do so much more than this. We dream before. Right. And it and it's just so different. It's different every time, too. Very much the only so. the only thing for me that's been the same is that carrier wave has always been there. It starts off with the buzzing body feeling, and then if this the most recent one, my actually felt like I was getting lighter until I was completely weightless. When I, this last time when I saw the the inwardly turning geometrical patterns rolling off on a on a sheet of paper, it was like it was like imagine like when you see like that how it's made and it's coming off in a, a, an assembly line. It was just like amazing, uh, something that was so enamoring just being produced in front of me and pulled off just, and I couldn't stop, just, oh. Yeah. <laughs> and then seeing it being stretched and pulled. And oh. Then, oh, man. Yeah, so, so what would you say? The outside, you know, the world would uh, distract you from yeah, if I Yeah, if I, if I was going to, I, I couldn't talk through that one. Like the one that was getting painted to me and I, and I was seeing the entities, I was actually talking during that. Were you? Yeah. But yeah. this time it was complete breakthrough. I was just, cause I, I felt the getting lighter, the buzzing and then the carrier wave started happening and I was just watching the ceiling and I was watching it starting to shimmer and shimmer and shimmer. And then it just, I slipped into the, into the frequency. There's nothing more beautiful I've ever seen in my life. I, I can't fucking describe it. Like, it's an experience that 
you can't really describe to somebody unless they've yeah unless they've been there and and in the realm i mean when I mean, you can always punch somebody in the face and they see stars that's close to to what you'd think you you'd see. you okay so here's the thing <laughs> even if you were to uh, make a representation of what you're visually seeing you wouldn't feel it and that's the most important thing is the feeling of astonishment and then so like oh my god i just got punched in the face and then waking up like right away no i mean <laughs> of being on dmt <laughs> oh yes that of course yeah you you don't have the you, you could you could see a representation of the visuals you're seeing but you wouldn't ever get the feeling of being there and that's mm-hmm. like i've i've done a lot of drugs in my life and nothing has come close to fucking being so astonished like it's just like your jaw drops and your eyes can't get fucking wide enough. Like I was trying to describe that before. Yeah. Like your eyes just start getting wide and wide till you're just bulging. And then it feels like they get wider and they can't get wide enough. It's like the more you open your eyes, the wide, the wider your field of vision gets. And it just, you know, it's the like, the, it's like can... the thing in your eye that you try and look at when you look at it, it keeps moving away. But yeah. Oh, that man. little floaty thing floating in your eye. There's, I mean, nothing like it. You, your eyes widen more, and then you can. The more you can change it, the more you you open your eyes. Mm-hmm. The more you can change it and just see different things. It's definitely a top. It's up there. Top contender. I don't know. Would what the it, times that we've been drunk and done it though? Do you think that would have an effect on doing it? It did on me. It didn't matter though. It doesn't. It, you I. So what I've heard, I've heard of people doing like acid and then smoking DMT while at the peak of an LSD trip. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm not even, I don't think it matters like at all what drugs you're on when you do it. It's just like when you're on mushrooms or you're on LSD, you can drink all you want. You're not getting drunk. Like it's not being processed. Um. Same with like pot or, or cigarettes. Like when I used to smoke and I'd do mushrooms, I'd go through like a pack and a half in the eight hours of, of doing them because like I'd be tripping and I'd light a cigarette and then I'd look over and the cigarette's fucking all the way burned down so I'd light another one. And it's like you're not – You're not smoking. Yeah, you just burn it. Your, your brain's so flooded with fucking psilocybin that it's not getting the proper serotonin receptors filled. It's a wonderful thing. Your mind, your brain. So I got to take care of it. Do drugs. <laughs> Let your imagination harbor itself. You know, be serious all the time. Okay, so what drug do you uh, consider your drug? Not cocaine. That's right, one we yeah. didn't touch on. But Oh, have you done cocaine? Yes. Oh, yeah, I've never done cocaine. I'm always um, curious as to what, you know... Is it just like, it's just like an upper, you know, like what, how does it affect you? It affects me. I just get very jolty, jittery. Mm. Talky. Yeah, not so much. Maybe just thinky. Well, if you, if I done it with other people, which I have around uh, brother and, and others. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, one time I did smoke it though. Smoke it on some weed. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, that was a interesting Interesting day. How is that different from snorting it versus, I mean, regardless well, of having the pot added to it. But I had no idea I was smoking it. <laughs> I thought it was just Keith. <laughs> oh, Someone nice. called it chronic and just like, yep, Jesus that's what Christ. we're doing. Was it the I first was, time doing it? No, it was it was the same night as snorting it, but 
later that week, I think. But coming back to it, just wanting, I did, I did laundry the first time. You're first. not for the first time, but okay. when I was, I didn't. <laughs> yeah, uh, I smoked I was, some crack cocaine. I figured, yeah, I get shit right in my life. So I did laundry for the first time. <laughs> Should have seen the mile of clothes, or the uh, amount of clothes I got done in the first fucking 15 minutes. Oh that. man. But just kind of getting jittery and moving around a lot. And then just coming down and it's just like, oh, God damn. That's How long it was did it 20 last? Minutes, 20 minutes. 20 okay. minutes tops. So I was able to start the first cycle and then not do the rest. <laughs> but yeah, that's definitely not the right kind of drug because you just need a lot of it. Right. So pretty much the difference between snorting it and uh, smoking it is uh, just, <laughs> it's in your lungs, you're smoking weed. And still, is the just, length of it the same? I'd say so. Yeah. Is then um, the high is about the same? Well, the high is a little longer if you smoke it, but that's just about uh, smoking crack. Right. So <coughs> I wouldn't recommend smoking crack. Yeah, I wouldn't either. It's kind of addictive. Any experience with crack? Hmm? Any experience with crack? Smoke crack? Me? Yeah. I've never done any kind of cocaine substance. That's good. Yeah. I've stayed away from that. But I mean, that's why I made. That's why I do this podcast is for people who, um, you know, have never had uh, the ability to even talk about these things. Because you know, the culture I grew up in—I'm a little bit older than you—was like hardcore dare. Like we had cartoons on TV interrupting um, Recess and Mighty Max um, to tell you how. Don't be a fool for smoking a joint, you know? And it's like, just say no. Just say no. Don't ask questions. And then you got people smoking meth because it's just handed to them, you know? Um, I remember some of those things, but not... Oh, man. Remember. They they lasted a long time, but they were hardcore in the 90s. Like, I think Dare is still going, but it's nothing like... Nan was it? I believe it was Nancy Reagan that pushed the anti drug or the the war on drugs, and um, so just maybe say no. Yeah, that, maybe, that was Reagan. Let's just ask why instead. I'm not saying it's you know don't do cocaine, but you know why? Because it's addictive. It fucks. It turns your brain See, to mush. Yeah. Oh yeah. If you abuse it, don't ever oh, yeah. like you should never really abuse any drug. That's how you can fuck your body up but anything in excess excessive amounts is very dangerous mm. yeah no i wouldn't i i don't think uh any blanket statement can really work because i mean a bump of cocaine might be a good thing for someone you know they might do it fucking once every three years you know but they might you know then find a, a vicodin pill on the floor take that and next week they're fucking cracking into their their vein with some heroin you know so I mean, it really. What well, the the problem we have is um, the taboo on this. We have a taboo on this whole topic and this whole society. I mean, you can't be an addict and get help without being shunned at the same time. And they just now released um, that that it's no longer a behavioral disorder addiction. It's an actual brain disorder, which. Thank God it makes fucking sense because it's not a learned behavior. Someone who's an addict is wired that way or they've got brain damage and they're made that way. <laughs> they end up being wired that way through yeah. peer pressure or other. But Well, that's the thing is like 
someone who has an addictive personality like me, if I if I do cocaine, I'm absolutely going to be addicted to cocaine. It's, High su- heavy substances like like that or opiates and shit really fuck with my system. So I thank God I actually know you know where I'm at. People who aren't aware of this can can really get fucked up. But there's people who can do all of those things and just put them, drop them like it's no fucking big deal. Like cigarettes. Like I know so many people who just put cigarettes down. Like, it, like gee, I'm going to quit. I've been smoking for 20 years. I'm just going to quit. And then next week they're fine. I still, <laughs> I still like have nervous dreams about smoking. And like in the dream, like I'll be smoking and I'll actually feel the cigarette and it feels so amazing. But it's like, and and then I'll still want to fucking smoke cigarettes. And it's been two years. Nicotine free and I still want it. So what would we say your drug of choice was? It'd have to be weed. Weed? Weed and DMT. <laughs> <laughs> if, if you were going to put your money down in stock so you'd have it, a constant supply of it. Weed and DMT. Weed and DMT. Not even alcohol? <laughs> no. Really? If, I, if that was just two things, yeah. Okay, what if I you mean, could only have one? Weed. I'd be, able to, why, I'd be able to fluctuate and use it when I need to use it. All right, why, why would you choose weed over the DMT now, if that's your only choice? Is it because you've already experienced it? I feel like it's only necessary for... For that first couple breakthroughs, but I mean to do it maybe every couple of couple of weeks, couple of months. I mean that's how weed turns. That's how weed turned into me. But yeah, I, I turned into the weed. I am the weed. Yeah, DMT <laughs> but, is a little bit different in in that. I aspect. would get like, jealous of myself and just start. I feel like I'd start hating myself if I wasn't on DMT or just thinking really thinking certain things. And then other people not being able to see it or think the same. How would you function, but, though, if you were smoking it so much? Because you just lay on the floor passed out. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how that would, the long-term when effects you, att- when you reflect come, my reality. Because when you come back off of it, you're just back to being normal. Once, the, like, after 15 minutes. You'd have to go back into that and just lay down on the floor. I, 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 couldn't, I couldn't imagine doing that consistently. Having breakthrough trips all day long, would no, okay. I would not be able to do that. Right, so long. that's what I'm saying. Like for me, I can do a, the breakthrough. It's it sticks with me. At least I'm thankful for that. I don't I don't have all of it back, yeah. but it sticks with me. And um, shit, it'd be cool if we could have shamans so you could just go and do this shit. Like you know, every once in a while, like it, <laughs> it should so be that way. Mm-hmm. Fuck. Go to the fucking, it's just like getting a, your back cracked. Go to the goddamn masseuse. Mm-hmm. You ever had a massage? Oh, that's yeah. What, that's what almost, your your body almost gets cut loose there, too, because your your mind just doesn't have to do nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, after that, after I had my first massage, I was like, I can't believe this isn't med- medically prescribed. Because you can't even get it off on your insurance. You have you to know? go to a chiropractor and hope that they do massages there. All that and yoga, yoga. Three things: we weed, sweat, yoga. You'd sweat yoga. You'd stockpile sweat and yoga. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love to sweat. 
activities or just sitting in a sauna and sweating. Okay. Sauna, sauna sweating. Have you ever done uh, pot edibles? Yes. Yeah. Like professional ones or ones you've made? Ones other people have made. Were they good? Because I've had ones I've made and they were not like the best. Uh, I've had a few that were good. A few that were not so great and tasted crummy. Tasted crummy, but did it did it affect you? Very much so. Yeah. I mean, edibles, it take a couple hours, not hours, but you don't feel it right away. So you end up smoking. I, I made that mistake before. <laughs> and it's like, yep, I'm feeling hot. Oh. <sighs> I mean, edibles are good. If I come across edibles, I'd definitely uh, partake. Yeah. Can't say no, right, McGruff? Just say no. No, he's his is take a bite out of crime. Fuck. He's a crime fighting dog. That would have been the better punchline. <laughs> take a bite out of crime. Take a bite out of this. That that would have been the most perfect pun to hit because it's illegal still, so <laughs> take a bite out of crime. This edible pot cookie. Take a bite out of this edible pot cookie. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> oh,
Can you open your eyes? Yeah. <laughs> what do you see? Uh, another nothing. Uh, for once, there's a happy clown. A happy clown. And it's held up with a bouquet of flowers. And that keeps splitting in half. I'm gonna go further than that. Constellations, but I can't. Can't find the constellations. They're all there. I just can't see them. Those are come flying down the highway, or a, a hallway. It could be a highway. We'll fight that idea. Those stars. But then there is a whole bunch of stars outside of the hallway. So the hallway is transparent with stars, but it doesn't it's different. I don't know. Some of them have maracas. And on stage, on podium. I don't know why I hear harmonicas. Or harmonicas, or something. There's something out there. Maybe you just clap at his fingers. <laughs> Snap and clap his fingers. <laughs> Something like that. I don't know. He's playing the piano. Just one person though, it's weird. He's right from back too. For some reason, this guy's having a hard time scratching his back. <laughs> he's got really long arms. But he's just doing it like elastic. So I'm saying some guy doing... <laughs> now he's trying to swim. <laughs> ah, shit. He's entering a room. First. There's a splash in the ocean. Huh. Gonna enter through this doorway. Shoulder first, come out. Almost in a bubble, capsulated. It's totally zen. It's in bubble. Feels like you're a ball of energy. Feel like that's what happens. You're a ball of energy after you die. Ball of energy that no one sees. Almost a reflection of everything going on around you, but you you're just there experiencing it. It's not the past. It's the current. You're just there. It's like a sliver in the background or whatever you're looking at. It doesn't have to be in your focus either. It could be over your shoulder. Sit next to you. 
Oh, you're supposed to be like a parakeet. Two-headed. Android bot. Turkey, or not turkey basters. Those things you use. Ah, those things you use for mixing up frosting. What are those called? Whisk. Whisks. Two-headed whiskers. Over your shoulder like a bird. Bring a top hat. You can still change it, that's for sure. Closing your eyes so you can change it. That bubble though. Up on the beach when you're a beach whale. <laughs> if you had propellers for for wind, you still could swim. You're about to fly. Helicopter with those springs. It looks like a trampoline when it lands. Instead, it should be a trampoline. One <coughs> seat. It's holding their ears. And do you sit down? Your turn. Done? How <laughs> long? Am I done? Damn. I can still close my eyes to see it. Put your back. Do you remember any of it? Oh, yeah. I got it recorded in case you don't. <laughs> the whisks. 